What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another series preview for the 2022 playoffs. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dripper Podcast, Apple Podcast, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. For today's preview, Milwaukee Bucks, number three seed, the defending champs, and the six seed Chicago Bulls. For the first time, we got a Bulls fan joining us <laughs> at 808s and Snack Breaks on Twitter, part of my Hoop Spaces crew. 808s, how we doing, man? Yo, man, how you feeling? How you feeling? Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm doing well, man. Excited for the play-in game tomorrow that I'll be attending. But thankfully for you guys, you don't find yourselves in the play-in. You're in the playoffs for the first time since 2017. So yeah. give us some, some background on you, like as a Bulls fan and like where you grew up and how you got into to the Bulls. Uh, grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, like most kids in Chicago, my first sport, either baseball or basketball. It was baseball, but I took the basketball a little bit later. And, you know, um, like most, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, those days. <laughs> right after then, Jordan. What'd you say? So you're after Jordan? Yeah, directly after Jordan. I was born in 97. Yeah. I'm only 25. Okay, so I so never saw Jordan actually play. I shaved my beard, though, man, so you look like you're 10 years older than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. Without the beard, I would look like I'm 17. Like, it's, it's crazy like, without the beard. But, uh, yeah, man, like, I didn't get to see Jordan, so I'm not, like, one of those Bulls fans that's really been there since the beginning. Um, but, you know, Derrick Rose era, and then the Bulls trade him, and then basically start the rebuild, and then the Jimmy trade in 2017 in the draft. And it's been basically the basement of the NBA since then. And, like you said, first time in five years in the playoffs. Um, yep. It's just bittersweet that there's a couple asterisks next to it, you know, but – uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so let's talk about this season. The Chicago Bulls were a team that I had making it to to the playoffs. Uh, I thought they were going to finish. I, I could have finished in the playing spots. That was my prediction before the season, just because I think nobody expected DeMar DeRozan to play the way that he did. Obviously, I was really excited about Zoe Caruso. I was watching a lot of games in the beginning of the season, but they all started going down with injuries. I got the numbers right here. Caruso missed half the season. Lonzo Ball only played 35 games. This has been a recurring theme for Zoe since he was here in Los Angeles with the Lakers. So you guys were like the number one or two seeds in the beginning, seed in the beginning of the season, and started getting people saying like, "Are y'all gonna make the conference finals?" That type of talk, and just describe how it kind of all went south. I, I'm guessing it was mostly injuries, right? Honestly, um, it was the injuries, and then mostly the fact that. When the Bulls were like one of the top three teams in the East and one of the better teams in the league at that point, uh, the, even then they weren't really fully healthy. So it was always question marks about, you know, what could this team really do fully healthy? Like we've been saying that even when they were good. Uh, and I just unfortunately just caught up to them. You know, they, they won a lot of games in the beginning. And then those games caught up to them when Lonzo was out of the lineup. Uh, at one point, Caruso was gone, hadn't played since Christmas. Um just in and out of the lineup, having forcing Kobe to play, you know, positions he's not comfortable. <laughs> uh, like you've seen Kobe, he's he's not good on defense. So when you have Lonzo and Caruso out, you just have him sitting there on an island. It's pandemonium, man. It's, it's not good. The crazy part is in the beginning of the season, your guys' defense with Zoe and Caruso actually looked really good. At least not in the interior, but perimeter-wise, it looked pretty good. Especially because uh, another player I've, I've enjoyed watching with you guys is the rookie. Ayo Desumu. I feel like he's been what do you what do you think of him so far? He impressed me this season though. 
Yeah, so touching the Lonzo and Caruso thing real quick, when they were both healthy, the Bulls were averaging, I think there was 28 points in the paint per game, which was like top five best in the league. Yeah. And then without them, they were averaging well over 43, which is easily some of the worst teams in the league. And um, you take those two guys away, and then like Ayo, he's he played the first game of the season. Like both second round picks don't do that. Yeah. And he proved throughout the season that, you know, he can play wherever he's asked to play, whether it be point guard, shooting guard, small forward, whatever, guarding whoever is asked to guard. Um, he's really been a bright spot in a um, questionable season, you know? Yeah. And so let's, so let me ask you this. You say questionable season. Do you think overall getting back in the playoffs has been a success? Like if you were to say before, if you were to tell yourself before the season, we're going to get the sixth seed. Yeah. Would you be happy about it? Honestly, my prediction for the Bulls going to the season was like a top six team, whether that be the sixth seed or a fifth seed or something like that. That was what I had for them going into the season. And even when they were like top three, I was like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't see this coming. No, literally, man, no one saw DeMar DeRozan going on an all NBA type season that he had. And he had us believing, hey, you know, we're just as good as the rest of them. And the season showed us, hey, you're not there yet. And honestly, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's a lot of there was a lot of talk too about how you guys weren't beating, you know, plus 500 opposition and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's also like you you haven't been healthy at the same time, you know. And I think that you guys were a team where people said you got four really good, like four starters that that like with Zoe Vucevic and DeRozan and Levine that everybody knows are good players. Caruso, yeah. good role player, but it, I feel like the depth was questioned. And when you get all these guys injured as well, it's like, man, what what do you have left? And I think you guys injuries have hit you harder than than some other teams because of your lack of depth. Uh, would you say? Would you agree with that? Yes, the lack of depth really hurt, and also um, the Bulls, at least Billy Donovan, deploys a guard-centric defense, really perimeter-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you take out two, you know, two of the better perimeter defenders in the league, and then you add in, you know, Io, which who's already keep in mind he was doing great, you know, when Lonzo and Caruso were healthy and running that stable off the bench, but when you put Io and Kobe starting, yeah, depending on the game because they're both out. Uh, the bench looks terrible. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like yeah. everybody's fully healthy. You have Kobe, you have Caruso. Come off the bench. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, combo right mm-hmm. there. And then they're hurt, and then you put them in positions that, like I said, they're not comfortable in. Um, was not pretty. Was not pretty at all. <laughs> Let, let's talk about DeRozan though. Probably the best season of his entire career, coming yeah. in year. 13, I believe. And just talk about how surprising it's been, you know, getting a mid-range assassin back in the Windy City. And how much do you think Levine has kind of like let him do it too? Because Levine has shown that he's not, he's okay with DeRozan getting so much credit. And I think that's admirable of him. Yeah. But I feel like maybe is it's has it just been the injuries that have led to Levine kind of drifting to becoming more of like, I thought it was gonna be more of a 1A, 1B dynamic, but it's become kind of DeRozan's Team, uh, explain how you feel about that because I know you guys, Levine's supposed to be the guy. Yeah, so Levine's basically been the guy since he came to Chicago. Yeah, I I honestly believe that he doesn't want to be the guy. He just wants to win. Like that's how I think he approaches the game. And this season's basically been that. Like before he got injured, uh, they were both averaging pretty much the same stats, yeah, almost identical at points per game. I remember like twenty five exactly. But the impact behind those stats. I mean, DeMar is basically, you know, the main ball handler in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and Zach was playing, you know, playing off him. And at that point, 
there was nothing wrong with that because the Bulls never had a closer like that. Like the games that DeMar DeRozan wasn't playing well in the fourth and Zach had to actually close games, he couldn't. Wow. And he, he what, do you point and, that, what do you point that to? I, I have no idea, honestly. Maybe he just doesn't have that dog in him. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think he relies off his first step a little bit too much, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, um, you know, closing the game. And, you know, if that's the main way you provide your offense, teams are going to scheme against that. I mean, teams can really scheme against anything, but, I mean, they can scheme more against a first step quick guy versus the mid-range jump shot. You know yeah, the mid-range jump shot is coming. You know, Literally, contested mid-range is the – I mean, Bulls fans, if anyone, know the best. I mean, contested mid-range, man, when teams load up or pack the paint, that's how you counter it. So, Lamar showed a lot of clutch, clutch factor this season, which led to a lot of the conversations coming up again about is he going to do it in the playoffs? So, do you feel as though because your expectations are now – totally different than they were a couple months ago that that conversation is even going to take place anymore. Like are people even going to, are going to even judge DeRozan anymore in this playoffs? You see the unfortunate part is they're still going to judge him. Even though we fully know this team isn't the same. The guys aren't there. Zach needs an operation on this knee. Like what they haven't said about Zach's knee. Zach has a regenerative knee issue. And they're not going to say that because that's really bad. And when everybody thinks Virginia, they think Kawhi, they Dwayne yeah. Wade, Kobe. And we all know they had operation after operation after operation. It was never ending. Like, literally, they were getting their knees drained every offseason. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, they're still going to judge him. And, you know, but the real hoop heads that really know the game, they're not going to. They know what happened. Like, and then they go against the Bucks, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. just def- it's the defending world champions. Like, can we please give them a Giannis? And company some credit, like come on. Yeah, I'd say I was gonna say as as we segue into the series, how has Levine looked the last couple of weeks? Because he's missed 15 games this season, which is nothing crazy, but at the same yeah. time, it's like I know it's it does a little more to that. Like he's been more banged up than 15 games might show. How does he look the last couple of games? Like what what should we expect from him going into this series? Because you guys definitely have the second and third best scorers in the series, I'd say. Honestly, right. I, I, yeah, I don't think that's such a hot take. Um, even with Zach playing the way he's been playing, um, it's not too far off of what he was producing. I think throughout the season, averaging about twenty-seven points per game tops. Uh, right now, he's averaging twenty-four, maybe twenty-five, four and a half, and four and a half. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, I mean that's not too far off what his normal production was, and efficiency isn't that too far off either. Like if you look at his last couple of games of the season, um. I think he had 23 points against uh, Charlotte, and then he had seven against Boston. That was a pretty bad game, but we know what happened with that one. 33, 21, 14, 27, 25. We get the gist of it. Basically, it's around the same what he was doing in the regular season. I think that, you know, he's had a lot of time off, you know, rest. I think he might play well, honestly. I don't think he's going to be the main attraction, but I think he's going to play well and produce basically his regular season stats again, you know? So you, you really think that it's it the torch is I don't want to say the torch because it's DeRozan's older, but it's kind of in past as DeRozan's the guy now? DeRozan is the guy, but honestly, the way this series I think is gonna go, I think Zach's gonna have the better series. Okay. Um, mostly because he has more to prove that I feel like DeMar does. Again, we get DeMar the whole playoff thing, but he doesn't see it that way. And neither do NBA players. <laughs> so yeah. like they, they don't have the same mindset we do as fans people covering the game, you know? Yeah, um, so I do think Zach will probably have the better playoff series. 
So here we go into the series, three versus the six. The Milwaukee Bucks, a uh, team you guys played in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Giannis was a sophomore. Giannis was a sophomore then. I remember that. And <laughs> a lot of Bulls fans in Milwaukee, I guess that's one of the advantages you're going to have. But it is it is the defending champs. They had a – you know, their record does not show how good they really are. Uh, I'm looking at the, the games missed. Giannis missed 15. I know a good amount of those were like they sat him on back-to-backs and were very conservative with him. Drew yes. Holiday, 15 missed games as well. And no, they'll, they're the type of team that they've rested all three of them in, at once, just like just, just to be safe. It's like it's like I, I figure you'd rest like one or two of them at a time, but they also ducked the second seed as well on the last day of the season. Yeah, so I, I don't know that. if that's they want to play you guys or if they just wanted to avoid Brooklyn, probably because they wanted to avoid Brooklyn, I'd assume. Middleton missed 16 games, but when the three of them have played, They've been as good as any team in the NBA, from what I know. One of the weirdest things is that they're 14th in the league in defensive rating, but I wouldn't take that too seriously because I just they have basically the same team as last year, and they played great defense last year. So I think the Bulls are <laughs> going to be trouble, uh, as most teams are when they're going to play these guys. How's your So one of the question marks I've heard from Bulls fans this season is Nikola Vucevic on defense. And you know Giannis lives in the paint. So that's my question to you. How do you feel about this? Um, and how's the season that Vucevic had, by the way? I want to know. So start off with the whole Giannis part. Um, actually, the best person that I've seen guard Giannis on this team, no one was talking about it, which I'm kind of surprised. It's not Vuce. It's not Troy Brown Jr. It's none of these guys. Do you have any idea who I'm about to say? Tristan Thompson? <laughs> Tristan Thompson. <laughs> no, man. Tristan Thompson is food. Is um, he on the teams? Is he on the team or on the Kings? Uh no, he's still on the team. He's on the Bulls right now. Okay. Uh, but Derek Jones Tyler Jr. Cook. What'd you say? Derek Jones Jr.? Derek, no, Tyler Cook. Uh who the heck is that? The Bulls. Yes, what he's a lefty. Yes, seriously. The last couple of games I've seen them play against the Bulls, he's the best one to guard Giannis. Honestly. And that's not easy to do. And Giannis still had his way. But Tyler Cook was the only one that took initiative and actually tried to guard Giannis. Vooch was just standing there with his arms up, just looking around, waiting for a help defender. Like, you are the help. You're 6'11". <laughs> like, do something. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, I think Tyler Cook is – you'd be the guy that, you know, if he gets some minutes, I feel like he's the best one to guard Giannis. So let me ask you this, man. What's your expectations for the series? I got the Bucks in five. I'm going to give you guys a game, but I think yeah. the Bucks are win in five games. Honestly, man, uh, if they're lucky, they may get a game. If they get a game, it's the first game. And then the Bucks will win 4-0 from that point. Um, really? Bucks, you think you're not going to win one game at United Center? I don't think we're going to win any home games, man. You see, the thing about Chicago and Milwaukee, they're so close. All you got to do is go down to N94, and you're there by maybe an hour, 20, hour, 30, depending on the traffic or whatever. So, like, there is no real home court advantage, you know? I feel like you guys will have more than they do. You're the Bulls. You're a brand. You're That's Jordan. true, but th- these ticket prices, man, are crazy. <laughs> they know they're crazy. And Bucks fans, they're, they're thirsty. Yeah, they're excited after last season, I could assume. They are. They're ready. And, you know, I do think there'll be a lot of Bulls fans in there, but I think there's going to be a lot more Bucks fans than people think. It's going to be a lot more than people think. Because the last time, we haven't played them in years, literally. What, seven years in the playoffs? 
Yeah. I mean, no, I think the Bulls fans, though, man, your home games are going to be lit because it's been five years since that Celtics series. It is. I feel like you guys are going to be excited. But um, any last words about the series? Speaking of that Celtics series, we should have won that series if Ronald didn't get hurt. Hey, you know what's crazy? I lived in Massachusetts, uh, went to college there, and they admit it. They think that you guys would have beaten them if they had – a lot of them do if Rondo hadn't gotten hurt. They um, <laughs> but, um, Rondo was in effect, man. 100%. And I also wanted to say, too, I've always felt bad for Bulls fans my age because it's like <laughs> all the rings came with Mike. Although the good thing about you guys is like all, a lot of these – in terms of Mike, there's so much YouTube content and stuff. But yeah. how does it feel like – Do you do you like – um, what's like a kid's our age opinion of, of Mike and like the, you know, as a Bulls fan. So we're in the same age group. So yeah. basically for our age group that are Bulls fans, MJ will always be, you know, the GOAT. He's a legend. He's literally the franchise, Air yeah. Jordan, all that great stuff. But we grew up with Derrick Rose. Derrick mm-hmm. Rose is our MJ. Um, he was the first era of successful Bulls basketball that we've ever seen. And he had us on the national stage. I mean, there were kids wearing Derrick Rose trees all around the world. So Derrick Rose is our MJ. And that's nothing to say about MJ. This is we didn't see him, you know. And if yeah. we did, we weren't old enough to remember. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm gonna try to make plenty of video. You know me, man, big on history. So I'm gonna try to make a lot of content on on Jordan's games and stuff, and analyze the film because so much great basketball we missed out on. But Good luck to the Bulls, man. Oh, tell let everybody know where they can find you. I know this probably won't be the last time you're here. Maybe we can do a recap on one of the games. But uh, let everybody yeah, know where they cool, can yeah. find you. Yeah, yeah, man. You can find me on, on Twitter at uh, Snacks for Tweets. That's Snacks for literally the number four, then Tweets. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter as well for Matt Austin Madison, uh, where I do Bulls content for um, Twitter Spaces and Chris at Who Spaces. Um, you can find that at M.O. Madison. There we go. Appreciate you, bro. Good luck to your yeah. Bulls. I'm hoping for him. My mom went to school. My mom went to co- Illinois uh, College of Optometry. Uh, um, that's in that South Side, right? It's by uh, what's the White Sox Stadium called? Uh, yeah, they call it the guaranteed rate, but they call it the sale, man. It's USL Field. There we go. All right, bro. Right around the corner. Peace out and good luck to the Bulls. Appreciate it, man. We're gonna.